Good afternoon, everyone, or good morning, however you're listening to us. We are the Professional uh, Insights Podcast, Episode 25, Season 2. Yep. Uh, thank you very much to our sponsors, Brand Boulevard, for giving all of our guests. Um, yeah, we're going to try promoting a bit more on Facebook to get our yeah. message out there. Yeah. Uh, and we're all... Thank you. We're also com- we're also contemplating uh, different ideas uh, for episodes, episodes, and also having guests on yeah. on the show. So if well, we already have guests on the show. We already no, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like uh, getting fan listeners, guests, fa- maybe, fan yeah. guests, and listeners. So if there's anything that you guys have been listening to, and you listen to us quite often, and there's a there's what we have over three thousand listens, something of that nature. Um, please reach out to us on social media or however you listen to us. And let us know because we'd love to hear the ideas, and we'd love to have you guys on these guests. Groupie episode, a groupie episode with the ten of them here. Okay, sure. We can do that. Never mind. Anyway, anyway, my (laughs) name's viewer groupie. (laughs) Anyway, my name's Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. Josh Bond. Trevor Lindy. And Jacqueline behind. Hi, Jacqueline. Okay. Uh, I get quite a bit, uh, a lot, the uh, questions and what, what, what we do. Uh, quite a bit or a lot? Quite a bit and a lot. Okay. A lot or quite a bit. We don't know. Uh, about the My daughter says, all the time, usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, last night at dinner. It was interesting. I had to explain to her what she was really saying. Um, so basically the importance of having an estate and financial plan. Okay, and that and, and basically, I brought mine. That's I, a nice, nice folder. I, I brought mine to, to. So where's the camera? This is the camera right there. Is that one a, of them? Uh, authentic lots. leather or is that pleather? Uh, I think that's pleather. Okay. Yeah, it's not pleather. as impressed. It's a, high, it's a high. Not end. as impressed. Gold corner. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> is it and vegan so friendly? Gold. Hey? Vegan friendly. Ve- uh, yes, it is vegan friendly. Yes. Is it gluten free? Uh, it would be. It's pleather. Okay. Yeah, that's important. So I, I wanted to go to, to to drive home a bunch of different key. And I, I want to explain when a financial plan done by a licensed financial planner with either a CFP or CLU designation after their name, um, why the importance. Now, we just had episode 22, no, 23, where we, the importance of a will and how your estate can go into, a, 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 you know. You'll have to listen to it, Josh. In, into the black mm-hmm. hole, essentially, yeah. from tax consequences that you can arise uh, at death, uh, whether you have a will or you don't. And, and passing on to the next generation and the importance of. So when when we do a financial plan, uh, and guys, chime in when, when, if you want, you have questions, when have yeah, you. Yeah, so it would have been um, a lot better if I was here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically, we, ha- we report into the Canadian uh, um, Investment Financial Planning uh, body, which is basically what guides, CIFP, which basically guides on how we have what the what the guidelines are and what we are allowed to do and what we can't do so the, so, the rate yeah the rate so basically like for example uh i'll you know i'll ask trevor what what is trevor what is the target for and the assumptions that we make mm-hmm. when we do that so uh, the, the the target for bank of canada what's their sweet spot for inflation uh that they always like to aim for i uh, we had this conversation too and i drew a blank on it you always put me on the spot with that one it in around two percent, I think is what. Yeah, between two yeah. two and a half percent. Yeah. So the um, is where they'd like to float around. Correct. That's that's the yeah. that's the Bank of Canada's sweet spot. Sweet spot. Comfortable <laughs> level. Things aren't going too crazy. No recession. What's like it's just one seven five. One eight. One eight. One eight right now. One seven five is the prime lending rate. Is what you're. So, yeah. our we're dictated that we use an inflation rate of two percent. So right now, if we're we're under. 
Uh, rate because we're about one eight, one six, and in, in around that. I mean, it, it fluctuates every month and every quarter, but we're probably on track to do about one point eight percent of inflation this year. We uh, do two percent, and then it, it averages out over the period of you know thirty years, forty years. It, you, you average it out, and it's a nice smoothing effect. Um, with uh, rental properties and what have you, so Jeff, mm. in in the last probably twenty years, let's say, because you've been doing it for fifteen, seventeen, seventeen years. If you were to say, take obviously 2016 is an anomaly, mm-hmm. but if you were to say, what would be a an average price increase of a rental property, fair market value, not not MPAC, fair market value? Well, best just to do it over the last couple of years. I'd say you're probably looking five five to ten percent the last three years. I'd say on, on and average. If, for and it. In, in your and I don't think it's going to go down either in your, over the next five your, years. And in your 17 year career, what would you say on average? He's looking for the number three. No, two, two to two to two to four percent probably in, in between. So there. we use three. Yeah. So that's what we use. If you have a rental property or you have a primary residence or a cottage or anything of that nature, we index it to three percent annually. Annually. So basically, it's a fairly conservative that takes into account two percent inflation, and also a one percent bump in in the marketplace is what we've we've, we've that's you fair. Know, you know factored in. The, the third point, uh, and I'll, I'll ask you, Josh, if you were to go back in all of your investing career, like maybe 20 years, right? Yep. Um, take, again... That's the whole thing, pretty much. Yeah, right? ta- <laughs> yeah, but take 2008 and 2009 out yep. of it, because that was the worst recession since the Great Depression. Sure. But, that, but do take into account all statistical recessions, which is two consecutive uh, quarters of negative GDP growth. Um, what would you say your average return is a year on a balanced portfolio? 60-40 split between equities and fixed income. What would you say? What would be a, an acceptable return? 8%. 8%. So we, we do, when we do um, a balanced, we use Six 5 to eight. We use 5% uh, as, as a very low end and very conservative. Go with you. Yeah. <laughs> you got all our business now, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Lawyer. Yeah. I'll give you my money. This financial yeah. advisor we'll is the table. He's out yeah. of business yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, I'll take the 8%. Don't yeah, they norm, don't. Isn't the pitch normally <laughs> yes. within 10 years you're yes. going to, right? Yeah, so the rule is 72. Yeah. So basically, if you want your money to double, it needs to, you, did, you, take, you take the year that you, the years that you want it to double in and you divide it into 72, and that's the interest rate that you sh- need to get on average every single year in order for your money to double. So if I want my money to double in 10 years, I d- divide that into 72, it's 7.2%. I need every single year or to average over the next over 10 years in order for my money to double. So, yes, if I'm if you want your money to double in 10 years, I need about, you know, anywhere from 6 to 8%. But we on a financial planning perspective, we use 5. Yeah. Right? So and a, a, a balanced portfolio, but then right? conservative is 5, aggressive is 5. We we use we just smooth it out to 5. The rest of the information comes from you guys. We don't assume anything else. You tell us how much money you make, you tell us your lifestyle, you tell us your expenses, you tell us what you own, you tell us what you owe, you tell us what you want to live like in retirement, you tell us if you have kids or you don't have kids. Don't forget the kids. If you want to pay for, you know, upon your death or whatever, if you want to pay for school or anything of that nature. So everything is factored into the plan, but those are the preconceived uh, approved rates that we are allowed to use. So I get, you know, sometimes pushback and what have you when the numbers come back on, on you know, either, oh, my God, I got to save this much per month in order to meet those goals or uh, I have to, 
have this much in insurance or whatever the case may be? And the answer is, well, yes. And I get sometimes people uh, will have pushback on that. But it's to explain how a financial plan actually works. So the younger you are, the the bigger the longer you have to earn your money. So we know that time in, time in the market. Time in the market. But we know that your biggest earning years are around 45 to 55 years old statistically. That's when your 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 top earning years are so close. for, for, for close. most 2 years for most careers. So when you see and uh, I'll use Anybody, I'll use Trevor as an example. When we factor back, I don't want to get singled out here. No, but like we'll use this use an example. Okay, fair enough. And you tell me that I make X amount a year. We index that to inflation and just kind of grow it at two, two to three percent a year. Okay. And we know that there are going to be bumps and peaks in in the road. Okay. And then you're how old are you? Just to put it on thirty nine. You're thirty nine years old. On the record. On the record. Your insurance. Oh, I don't know. If you, your, your insurance amount off is, the record. Maybe I tell people thirty-five. I don't know. It, it, With all it, this gray, gray hair, help oh, you, buddy. I know. I know. That's the, your insurance you amount is the present value <laughs> of your future earnings. So, if you want your children to still go to school, if you want them to get paid for, if you want all your expenses to be paid, if you want your wife or your partner or your spouse to have the same lifestyle or to live somewhat of the same lifestyle that you're living right now, it's the present value of what you are earning right now. How much money does Katie have to have in your particular case in order to sustain the same lifestyle if you were to pass away today? Okay. And that's the insurance amount. And then if and there's also pre-approved rates on, let's say, critical illness, disability, all these different rates – and basically what that does is basically say, okay, how much money do we need to have in order so that person does not have to sustain a different lifestyle? Should this, that, or the other happen? Should this, that, or thing, or the other happen? So I guess it's just understanding and, and fully understanding why some of these amounts. So I've, I, I know there's advisors out there that just basically do mortgage insurance, and they just basically come up with a number. They do a quick needs analysis. And they pop it out there, and they're just like, all right, you need uh, $400,000 or whatever the case may be. And people are like, why? Mm-hmm. Right? But it, it's it's more of understanding why these numbers exist if you are actually using a proper financial planning uh, calculator and a tool. And why the importance of uh, th- that they are. Um, each of them are, in my opinion, each of them are legitimately important depending on what's going on in your your life. What do you right? mean by each of them? Each of them what? Like a whole life or a universal life insurance policy, critical illness, depending on what, if you're the income earner or not, right? Yeah, and like someone, well, like for example, they're all good tools. A I single 30 year old who has no spouse, no children, and rents is going to have a completely, and, and maybe makes $100,000 a year, is going to have a completely different needs analysis and a lower insurance analysis for someone who is... High roller like Brandon. Yeah. 30, th- 30 <laughs> years old, who's married with two kids yeah. and maybe a stay-at-home spouse and owns and owns a home. Th- their, their insurance need and their critical illness need is going to be way higher because if that single person dies at the age of 30, there is no financial impact. There's no, there's no one else that they have to take care of. 
But I also warned that to, like, on the weekend, I had a couple 20-something-year-olds pop in and and mutual clients of ours that popped in and, and wanted to look at, at pricing and what have you. This is what jogged my, um, my importance of actually doing this. And they were asking why. I'm like, no, right now your insurance need is low, but in a couple of years, if you want to get married and have kids, it's going to be drastically high. So it's just keeping that in mind and understanding that. Any feedback to that? Well, right I now? mean, uh, to your point, uh, timing things the best, try and direct your mind to it when you're young, right? You're healthy, your insurance is cheaper. Uh, everything is... Well, you make less income at that point too, so it's... Which it's, is you're still not, fine. You're, yeah, though. I know. That's, that's where you just kind of try it and spread yourself maybe a little bit thinner and still invest some money, right? Because... Well, you the, have a whole life policy. Yep, right. I've had a whole life policy for 12 years now. Okay, quite a long pause. Wondering how long we were going to have that pause <laughs> for. Yeah, and that, and that was right. That, so that puts I'm you looking. how old when you bought it? We'll I take was 31. Quick. So you're 31, 31 years old, and how, and when, and how many years out of law school? I was three, four years old. So quite new into the career. Yeah. And you you saw the importance, mm-hmm. right? Because it, yep. it's an, the but also too you don't have money, but you're also really really cheaper at twenty seven, twenty six, twenty five. But see, a whole life uh, the way I was I understand it has a couple of benefits, right? It's got uh, obviously when you're looking at life insurance policies, they're more so for people that you leave behind yep. than yourself. But yep. this one, I guess, has. Uh, like an accrued or a cash value to yep, it as yep, well. Yours, that, yours does, yeah. Which I, I don't think I would ever want to rely on. I mean, it'd be the last piece of my portfolio that I would ever Touch. Take, take the cash surrender value on. And that's how it should be sold to you as well, though, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's the way it was. Uh, but then also it's got, um, I have the ability to borrow from it Yes. Uh, a percentage of my contributions. Right. You right? Yep. So, and then obviously it's, it's corporate held, but uh, in my instance, but I think... You, the way the accountant told me, or uh, I was advised that I have to charge an interest rate. On yes. It, right. A yep. fair, fair market. Fair market value. Yep. Yep. Um, but then that never, I never have to repay it back. That it would just come off of the death rider. Yep. Right. Yep. And this, this insurance policy that I have grows on a tax deferred basis. So I'm not realizing the taxes on it, or I'm not paying the taxes on it today. I mean, I'll be paying presumably depending on what I do with it, but the taxes on it when it comes out. Right. So, no, and, and I get that. But you'll and, even structure for that, right? Right. Because you'll, you'll pay it to your company as the beneficiary. And That's correct. And it flows through the capital dividend account. That's but that right. could be a different episode as well. But yeah. it's basically, it's just understanding the way that it, that it works and why things come back that the way that they do and how people don't use proper financial planning. Uh, people who use proper financial planning software or advisors that are licensed to do such a thing. Um, and, and, and the fact that it's... You know, you, you get frustrated because of the reason why I brought my my brokerage, uh, Erion, my like my home and auto policy is what I brought, and I actually called up my uh, broker, and I know. And Trevor, you you mentioned too, if you have a mortgage on a property, you are legally you legally have to have fire insurance. Fire insurance, correct. And that's all you legally have to have, but the majority of people have way more than that on their home. 
they have no problem taking out insurance on their home. They have no problem taking out uh, alarms. They have no problem insuring, you know, that jewelry, the wine cellar, whatever, the, 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 the basement, whatever the case may be. However, statistically, and again, I, I looked it up, um, in Niagara specifically, where we're recording, according to Statistics Canada, out of 100,000 people, uh, you have less than 3,000 uh, 3, for every 100,000 people. It's 2,950 to be exact. 3%. So you have less than a 3% chance that you will, you will be required to have the Niagara Regional Police um, with any property damage or any property theft. So there's a less than a 3% chance in Niagara right now. Obviously, it's pooled benefits. So if you move to Toronto, those rates are different. Move to different jurisdictions, those rates are different. But if it's less than 3%, people still take out those, that insurance on 3%, a 3% probability. But I then called like my broker as well for automobile insurance. And I know that what are you legally allowed to have? So I called Erion Insurance, Scott, the owner, and I asked him, what is my legal liability according to the province of Ontario for car insurance? His, the liability limit, and I didn't know this, is 300000 So if you have any more than $300,000, that's your choice. That's Interesting. Your choice. They don't tell you it's your choice. Nope. But it's, and you and I had this conversation, right? Yep. Where we yep. talked about it. It was a million dollars at one point. They like told you. Then they told you that it was $2 million liability that in yeah. the event that something happened, right? You've got the liability insurance to cover. Yep. And now they've just reduced it. And this is the way it's always been sold to me. They've reduced it down to a million dollars again. But we're finding out that 300000 So every insurance broker that we've spoken to, and I think we're all, yeah. or at least 90, well, 95%. Mine was honest with me. Mine told me exactly. Yeah, and, and, and Scott would be, right? Like, So but, wow. you legally had to have a 300000 liability insurance in the province of Ontario to drive that car. You need to have so, accidental, de- uh, accidental benefits. You need to have the standard accidental benefit policy. Anything above, which is the optional increased accident benefits, are a choice. So you need to have section four of the policy. That's, that's, you need to have that. You can need we go to, back, sorry, to the 300,000 yeah, coverage. Yeah. So, uh, did you ask what the difference in the premium is between a million and 300,000 in coverage? I didn't ask that. No, but okay. It, it I'm just be, curious. Do you have 300,000? I have, have 2 million. million. Because most, uh, of us would, right? most of you would, because yeah. the first thing that they say is you drive, drive into the U S and you get into a car wreck, and they sue you directly. Well, you need at least $2 million to cover your They're ass. saying you need at least $2 million <clears throat> for the coverage because of how the U.S. is evolving. Mm. Um, being, and being the a lawyers border, in the U.S. evolving? Oh, that's good. Be, being, a border, being a border property. However, you look at the stats of car, the, the probability of being in a car crash in Niagara. That's why when anyone that I know moves from Toronto or the GTA moves down to Niagara, their car insurance rates literally get cut in half. They literally save 50% because there's a 50% less probability of you being in a car crash in Niagara than you are in, in the GTA. My, my insurance rates dropped from here to moving to Ottawa because statistically higher probability that you're going to get rear-ended there than actually be the one to rear-end somebody or get in an accident. Right. So my insurance basically half Niagara to Ottawa. Yeah. I remember up north it was a pretty high too though, right? Yeah. Because of the winters? Yeah. 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 So, so it, it it's all pooled benefits. So basically, but the, but the reverse of that is also true. If in a year, because it's pooled probability, there's a massive amount of thefts on your your particular model of vehicle, or 
it, it um, you know, massive amount of crashes that year, or maybe there's flood damage or whatever the case may be, uh, your rates are going up. A and good example is Ford with their aluminum body construction. And the rates were very low when it first started because they didn't know what it was going to cost to actually repair them. And until they got the shop's tools to repair the aluminum body F-150s, yep. then insur- insurance had an adjustment right. because of that, right? So it's things like that. Yeah, your premium ends but up getting I, adjusted accordingly. And, I had heard, and that's kind of where he's going with that part of the, the statement. I had heard not even brand specific, though, but sometimes even like the color of your vehicle. Yes, the color right. of your vehicle as well. Yeah, like the, the red's red, the... Yeah, that's yeah. red I mean, and yellow and... Bro- yeah. Like a red... Uh, well, it's just all it's probability and all statistics. For some reason, well, it draws right? their attention better. The yeah. Right. So then, but there's the, the percentages of you getting, it's still under 10%. Like, it's still, like, in the single digits of the probability of you getting in a car crash or... I'm talking Niagara specifically, not not Toronto, or it's obviously higher. But you also need a uninsured automobile. Basically, if you hit an, another uninsured individual, you need a policy there. And the other thing Which is, is kind of stupid the other because thing it's legally required in Ontario. It's legally required that in you Ontario. Need it. And you need direct compensation, property damage. So you run into a house or a, other property or whatever. Light standard. Yep. That, yeah. The standard, you need that. Everything else is optional. Everything else. So the question that I usually get proposed to me, why do I need this? What's the big deal? Why do I need to follow this plan? And I push back going, yeah, but you told me how much you made. You told me what you owed. You told me what your retirement is supposed to be about. I know statistically there's a 55% chance you're going to get a critical illness by the time you're 65. I know that that's, that that's the probability. However, I'm proof right here that there's less than a 3% chance that you're going to get property damage in... Niagara, yet I have the full, the full plan here. So, and that's the majority of people. So it's just people need to start looking at financial planning the same way as they look at materialistic things. The fact of the matter is, Josh, I can't replace you. Your wife can't replace you. She can't replace your income earning potential. Well, let's get Annalisa on the show, and yeah. maybe she can tell us whether Josh is replaceable or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the, Let me answer you for that. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, right, 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 right. But the fact of the matter is, it, 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 you can't. You can replace a car. You can replace a home. You can replace flood damage. You can do anything that, that, that you, you can. If you, anything can be purchased that's materialistic. But because people can't touch, feel, or it's 30 years away from a retirement perspective, they have a, they have a huge tendency to be hesitant to invest in it's the It's like future. a will. Right. right. People are hesitant to do their wills. Right. Because it's not. Well, I think the main problem is it's the cost. You know, ben- I know you, you see the value of it and all that, but yeah. most people are considering this at an affordable rate when they're perfectly healthy, more or less, right? Yeah. So it's something that's looking down the line and you kind of figure, can I use this money for my family right now on a vacation a year? Or do I want to buy insurance? Or can I use yeah. it for this or that? Whatever you want to do. And then when the time you do need it, when you got unhealthy, then it's unaffordable at that point, you know? So that's... The smart planning is do it now and put off the vacation. It is. Well, that really, right? Yeah. When but but then it comes down to it. What's a more important thing? Do you want to make memories that last a lifetime? Or do you want a piece of paper? It's just one of those things yep. that I think a lot of people, yep. you know, look at. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit less. But Take I, a smaller trip, maybe. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's like exactly it. Like, like, I, I think the best money you spend ever is, is a family trip or something, yeah. because these are memories. You, like, your kids grow up so freaking quick. It's ridiculous. You know that. I know that. You know like, that. Like, my kid's 10 now. Like, we and all know I, that, I remember right? holding them the other day. So for me, is do I want to 
drop five grand on insurance for the year, which compared to car insurance, car insurance $1,200 a year, you need to have it. Yeah. Or this, you don't have to. The optional part is the difficult part because it's, I'm perfectly healthy right now. I can go on a nice vacation or I can do, and that's, that's the problem that a lot of families come down yeah. to. What do they want to do? And then the problem is that when you do have something happen, unfortunately, you're diagnosed with a, a critical it's illness. Late. It's too late because it costs too much at that point. Well, yeah. or, you're insurable, insurable, or you're uninsurable or whatever it is, too. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I think that's what a lot of families struggle with because a lot of families are on a, on a, a check-to-check kind of problem, especially when the kids are getting closer to university. Like, your kid's 16, 17, they're both going to university, and now you're, yeah. you're banking 20 grand a year for that, and then you want to throw another five grand on that. You're not, it's short-sightedness. You know, it's not long-term yep. taking care of your family, but I think that's so what a lot I, of people I, struggle I, with. There is a generational difference, too. If you go back to my grandparents' generation, they never had credit cards. They never they if they had the cash, they bought it. But basically, they didn't, they didn't, right? they, if they didn't, they didn't. But protecting their family was their number one priority. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we've switched to a society of a want now. I want it now. I don't want to wait now. I'll go into debt for it now. I mean, I don't. I know tons and tons of people who go on vacations a year mm-hmm. and go into debt to go on vacations because quote unquote, it's never been so cheap to borrow. Well, and and I want it now. I deserve it. So there is that factor. Yeah, you don't have to go. I totally agree with you. I mean, I I got a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old, and they grow up so bloody quick. However, we the reason why you know we said uh, off air. I just came back from Myrtle Beach. It's it's we only go away once a year. Two weeks. Well, that was the guy's <laughs> entire October off. Yeah, that's different. The entire month of October off. Yeah, not even. Oh, close. Mr. Summer off. Yeah, Mr. Summer off. In a trailer is coming back. Two months off. Opportunity. Yeah. Let's stick yeah. the fork in it. But here's the problem: like, it's a free vacation that we go on because mom and dad have a place down down yeah. south, and I practice mm-hmm. what I preach, and I'm like, no, would I like to go to an island somewhere or whatever the case may be? The answer is yes. But why would I do that when I can go away for a week with the family and all we got to do is pay for transportation to- costs to get down there? We do the same and then you right. can always drive over to Hilton Head. Well, you could. And then you're on an island. And then you're on an island. That's right. <laughs> so I practice what I do preach. I mean, and at the end of the day, uh, the fact is you need it. It's not an option of whether you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, now, someone who does live paycheck to paycheck or is in a lower income bracket, their needs are a lot lower. Sure. It's all relative. It's yeah. all it's it's all. And it might not all make sense to them. No, because at the end of the day, if you someone who makes fifty grand a year probably can turn around and tell me and say I could probably live on thirty to thirty five thousand in retirement, where someone who live, makes two hundred two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year they can't live on thirty to thirty five thousand dollars a year in retirement. I mean, they, they mathematically they can, but they won't because of a lifestyle that they want to keep up. So their their need is going to be drastically higher than somebody else's need, and the fact of the matter is. We waste a lot of money. Like you go out and you buy the other rental properties that you know, like you were talking about uh, off the air, or you buy the ATV that you, you know you want to dune buggy around. Or Hold whatever on a case. second! Don't you put my that's, secondary that's property in the my same mother's driveway in the wintertime with snow? Why yeah, why right? not? That's to take he care plows. of my mother. Oh, you plowing driveways now? But you know what? My mom's in mine. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get that plow on too. Um, but vacation rental properties are like that. Regardless, you're buying, they're typically yep. going up in value pretty yep. good too. So that's making part of your retirement. They're not right making there, any right? more land. 
Yeah. They're not making any more land. No. However, we're also talking about the rezoning land, though. We're also talking about the tax. We, we, you know, Josh wasn't in here for episode twenty-three, but we talked about the tax implications on different things. Your rental property will have a capital gains implication. Life insurance will not. But it's still a percentage of the profit I'm paying, right? So I'm not going to lose money on it. So if I'm paying 50% of the capital yeah, gains, gain. it's going to be 50% of profit, not 50% of something well, the I'm losing on. the first 50% is exempt. Yeah. The first, yeah. The first so regardless, thing. I'm making money off that, yeah. and it's one of the safest investments would be real estate. Uh, I mean, I the answer is true statistically speaking. Yeah. It depends. It depends. Well, you're looking 12, 15 years. Most properties are doubling in value right now. The problem with real estate is if you're ever in a position where you're forced to sell it. Yeah. You're, you're snookered. Well, if you're, you're forced in anything in this world, then you're snookered yeah. in different scenarios. So, yeah, yeah. You know, right. hypotheticals are easy to if talk about. If you're forced to draw your money out the of the problem market, is though, but the, the problem is, is that sure. you're going on, on historical data, and mm -hmm. you're going on what you hope will happen. Mm -hmm. What we're doing is we're using conservative statistical analysis and forecasting, and weighing everything all at once, and turning around to you and going. I, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. However, we can't plan for a 15% increase. We have to plan for a 3% per year. Yeah. I can't plan for a 2016 bump, and I think Niagara's going to get another one, to be yep. completely frank. In the next five years. Um, but we can't forecast that. And the fact of the matter is, you're going to have a ton of people, because things happen in threes. You know, it's the, it's the rule of, you know, it's Murphy's Law. Everything happens in threes. And... You're going to be stuck, and the fact of the matter is you're getting older, you're getting unhealthier, and you're going to need it if you want to live the lifestyle that you've told me you wanted to live. So by But the good kicking thing the, is but, I'm two years away from making real money. Well, no. 45, 55. Yeah. So I don't right. know what I'm going to make. You know, I don't know what prime. my lifestyle is going to be. So it's just – Pre-prime. It's, it's the hypocrisy of, of how people look at different things and – you're technically speaking, like I, I pay, what is it I pay? But I pay. every one of those financial mm. pieces has an additional benefit to actually just making money over time, right? Like your RSPs, well, you get a tax incentive for doing that. Correct. Your, your, your RESPs, there's a, a government match to a certain point. Yes. Um, and, you know. Deferred taxation, I guess. Well, and whole life policies grow in value and also have a cash value to it that acts like I mean, an RSP, right? right? I mean, especially if they're corporately held, then you, yes. you know what I mean? Then it's, yes. So there's critical illness, same, right? Like, I mean, nobody wants to be in a, If you can afford it, these things all make sense, right? Right, and I, I think what it comes down to when I speak with people, it's not whether or not they, they can afford it or not. It's whether or not they choose to afford it. It's yep. the choice. Yeah. And and yeah. the fact of the matter is, like I again, I practice what I appreciate. I think I pay something like, I don't know, close to eleven hundred dollars a month in insurance, insurances for my entire family, because one, my kids, as an example, I insured my children. Uh, life That's insurance. That's a tough one for us. That's one when we don't have. Yeah, because at the end of the day, my kids are never going to be healthier, are never going to be. Um, they, no, they haven't done anything, so I'm lucky I have healthy kids, so why wouldn't I lock in their health now with a whole life policy and literally gift it to them when they're 20 or 21 years old? Like, it's an investment vehicle. Like, I, I don't plan on using it, but at the end of the day, they're going to be sitting with several hundred thousand dollars in, in tax-free growth. So it's thinking differently and thinking 
outside of the materialistic things and actually thinking on where to invest your money because you're going to need it. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I think in episode 23 with wills and estates, the last thing you'd want to do is have to liquidate in order to pay the tax person. Yeah, no. Anything else? Unless no. you're already no. liquid. Unless you're already liquid, yes. <laughs> right. Thanks, Jeff. <clears throat> All right. And uh, that's that's it. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Help us. You can hear us on everywhere. 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 All help us. Platforms. Help us help you stay informed. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. 